Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Your Chakra Coach. How's it going? I hope that you are well. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has reached out about this series. Some of you love it, and some of you are frustrated by the feeling that now what you thought you knew is all wrong. And what I want to start today with is some assurance that none of it is wrong. It's all perspective. You've probably heard people say, you've probably heard me say, take what serves you and leave the rest. I feel like we get caught up in thinking that we have to use every single thing we learn and take it as the absolute unquestioned truth. And as one of my favorite spiritual teachers says, all these things are just techniques we use to get free to find liberation, to reach a place of oneness or none-ness. And we use the techniques, but we, we also have to be willing to let them go and not get attached to any of them and not worry when something doesn't resonate. We're learning techniques. We're learning and exploring ideas and concepts, not dogma. So please, Be assured that it's okay if this makes you feel uncomfortable. You can ignore it if you want. And also, don't worry if it makes sense on a really deep level and now you feel like you wasted your time learning something else before. Everything is your path. It's all getting you to where you need to be. And that's exciting and scary and beautiful. Okay, so Thanks for listening and thinking on the ideas that I bring you each week. It means means everything to me. And for the record, I'm uncomfortable with a lot of new things I learn. And I struggle with integrating them. We're just beings doing the best we can with the tools we have in the moment. And we're perfect exactly the way we are. We're on to the last of the three pairs of chakras using the Celtic tradition. I started this series because I'd been mentioning the pairs and using them in my coaching work and then got a few messages that some listeners hadn't heard of this, which is maybe to be expected since these pairings don't come from the Hindu tradition, which is what I think most of us are familiar with. If you've listened to the past couple weeks, you've heard me explain a few of the key differences, but... Just as a reminder, and for anyone that's starting the series here, I'm going to do a quick review. If you're generally familiar with the chakras, you've probably heard about the nadis, or energy channels that run through the body. The seven main chakras are aligned along one of the main channels. That's kind of an oversimplification, but it'll do for now. We start at the base of the spine with the root chakra and then move a few inches below to the navel, the sacral chakra, and then a few inches above the navel is the solar plexus chakra. At the center of your chest is the heart chakra, 
In the center of your throat is the throat chakra. Between your brows and slightly above and back, you find the third eye chakra. And at the very top of your head is where you find the crown chakra. When we do chakra work, we frequently start at the base and move up. The Celtic tradition is slightly different in that it relies on the spiral shape, a spiral path. Chakra work begins at the heart, spirals down to the solar plexus, up to the throat, down to the sacral chakra, up to the crown, down to the root, and finishes at the third eye chakra. The order of the spiral gives us the pairs, heart and solar plexus, throat and sacral, and finally crown and root. The third eye doesn't have a pair. It's considered the place where duality ceases to exist, the energy center where all the aspects of the other chakras are integrated. Each of the pairs has a specific name or path. Heart and solar plexus are the heart, the path of the heart or the path of vocation. Throat and sacral chakras are the path of wisdom. And the pair that we're focusing on today, the crown and root chakras, create the path of life. I think it helps to visit each of the chakras individually and then see how they pair. The crown chakra is responsible for our connection to the divine, to the universe, to the highest, best versions of ourselves. We can think of it as kind of a portal that connects our energy to cosmic energy. It governs our right to know, and that knowing can mean a lot of things. It can mean knowing our true self, knowing our truth, our path, all kinds of things about ourselves, but also to know that we are part of something much larger than ourselves. The crown chakra is about connection, and I like to think of it as not just connection to the divine, but also to humanity, which is kind of a reflection of the divine. When I feel like my crown chakra is functioning at its best, I'm I'm not sure functioning is the right word, but that's okay. But when it's at its best, it's easier to feel connected to other people, not just people I know, but bigger than that. And compassion is more present in my life and there's less separation and frustration. Have you ever felt like that? I mean, for me, those moments are are much too brief. I'd like to feel like that all the time. Maybe we all would, but yeah, that's the work, I suppose. The root chakra is at the opposite end of the spine and is responsible for our connection to the earth, to being grounded, to being supported, to abundance. It governs our right to be, which I often talk about as our right to exist and take up space on the planet, but it's also our right to have what we need for survival. The things that should be the birthright of every human, to live without fear and with a certain amount of stability. The root chakra, not surprisingly, frequently goes with the image of literal roots of trees and plants. I I read once that through the earth, all trees are connected by their roots, that we can think of there being really only one tree from which all the parts, what we consider the individual trees we see to be, all of them come from this one 
intricate, complicated root system. Now, I don't know if that's actually true, but I love the image. And I do know that plants don't exist alone. They rely on other plants and animals and the things in their environment. We're the same. We don't exist alone. We don't survive and we certainly don't thrive alone. When one of us isn't thriving, we're all lost because at our very core, we are all connected through our roots and through the cosmos, which is probably just an extension of our roots or vice versa, maybe. And this is the connection, the pairing. The, the root and the crown are the ends of what feels like an individual system in each of us, but are, are really how we connect to the rest of the system, to life. In the Celtic tradition, they say that if either of these chakras was to close or get blocked, we wouldn't have existence. We wouldn't have this incarnation. This is the path of life, the place where breath or prana or life force comes into us and creates our experiences, the body that we use to experience the world. Now, we can, of course, have trauma to the root and crown chakras to cause them to feel closed or blocked or cloudy. But even when we don't feel it, the connection to the earth, to the universe, to each other is still there, traveling the path of life. I talked about these traumas in episodes 63, 64, and 71. So if you're interested in learning more about trauma to these specific chakras, I recommend you go back and listen. But the good news is that this path of life offers us hope, offers us the knowing that we can heal from those traumas. We aren't without life or without the chance to travel the path from root to crown or crown to root. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. We talk about the duality of the chakras, that within each of the energy centers, there are two sides, shadow and light, higher energy and lower energy, masculine and feminine. And the same is true of the root and crown chakras and of their pairing. If the opposite of life is death, and we can argue about that another time, then that's the duality present in the root and crown chakras. If the path of life, though, is the presence of energy flow in a particular body or incarnation, then death is the cessation of that flow. But that doesn't mean the energy itself is gone, I don't think. 
I think it means that it's just flowing elsewhere. However you want to envision that is up to you, but, and I don't think it makes the absence of a person or a pet or anybody easier to bear necessarily, but that is what I think. Again, I think we can have that philosophical discussion another time, but for now, we just need to acknowledge that we are traveling the path of life and that our root and crown chakras are the places where we connect to life that is larger, more complex, and bigger than we are, and that we're an important part of that path of life. Another duality we can think of that is especially noticeable here is warmth and cold. As you might have heard me say in the past episodes in this series, each of the pairs has a cauldron, and this is the cauldron of warming, which to me is another way of saying life. Certainly when this ancient wisdom was being recorded and told in stories, warmth was the only way we knew life existed. All life as our ancestors knew it required the sun. So the stories, the mythology, and the the explanations of life were warmth. And for a lot of people, warmth brings up an image of comfort and safety and connection. In the last two episodes, I talked about how the cauldrons begin life inverted, upside down, and then right themselves as we start to follow our heart's path or gain wisdom. The cauldron of warming begins upright, filled with life. Because if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be on the path of life. So the cauldron doesn't need filling exactly as we go through our lives, but it can tip. And that's where we have illness or distress. Now, to my knowledge, the ancient Celts didn't address mental and emotional health, but I imagine that those are also contained in this cauldron. Probably they didn't address them because they were understood to be a part of life, part of health, part of the whole person. It seems like only relatively recently we've begun to separate them into different aspects of us to be dealt with individually. I mean, I'm guilty of this, although I do genuinely believe that they are inseparable. So emotional or mental or physical or even spiritual unwellness could cause this cauldron to tip, to possibly spill the life contents. You can take this literally or metaphorically, but either way, we all already know that good health leads to a stronger path of life. So keeping our root and crown chakras strong and holding on to both our connection with the earth and the sky is going to be vital to maintaining our health. In my experience, we all kind of want to focus on our root chakras because we feel like that's where all of our discomfort comes from. But the Celtic tradition shows us we might benefit from some crown work as well in order to address the issues we feel are present only in our roots. I said it in the first paired chakra episode. Sometimes you feel like you're doing all the work, all the things right, but not making any progress. I've had people come to me saying they've spent months working on their root and they just don't feel right. This tradition allows us a little flexibility to try other approaches. It reminds us that the root isn't operating independently. 
it might mean that we need to focus on its pair. Or, like I said in episode 115, maybe starting at the heart and working this spiral shape is going to work for you. Whatever the case, the takeaway here is that our chakras are part of a system and and can't truly be addressed individually. This tradition, all traditions truly, give us options to balance the entirety of it rather than just a portion, rather than just starting at the root and and thinking it's going to be perfect or it needs to be a certain way before you can move to the next chakra. Uh, The longer I do this, the more I realize that this segmentation isn't always serving us the way we think that it might. Anyway, if you're looking to improve your health or overall vitality, the crown slash root pair is the place to start. It's the place of creation. Not creating things outside yourself, but inside yourself. Practice breathing from root to crown and down again. Visualize your breath, your life force moving between the two. And when that feels natural and smooth, start to send your breath beyond your body. If you're breathing in through your crown chakra, Imagine that the breath starts in the stars way above you. Exhale down deep into the earth. Then breathe from deep in the earth, pulling up that energy and sending it back to the stars, back to the universe. Sometimes I like to even imagine a more spherical breath to remind myself that life isn't just up and down, isn't just earth and cosmos, but that I'm connected to the other things and people here on this plane and connected through time as well. How are you connected to your past and your future? That could be the generations before now and the generations in your future. It could be past versions of you and future versions of you. Remembering that the past and the future don't define you, but they inform who you are. They inform the choices that we make today. What do we learn from our roots? Are we doing the things that are taking us toward the future we want? Play with it. What do you need to do to feel connected in all the ways? And while we can't disconnect from each other or our past on the big universal level, how can we release any of that connecting energy back into the universe So that trauma in the past or trauma of those connections leave you with only the lesson and not the active pain. Of course, this isn't easy, but we can do our best to walk on the path of life that we choose rather than one that's chosen for us. Now, there's definitely some crossover to the paths of the heart or vocation and the path of wisdom here. Of course there is. I mean, I just just talked forever about how the whole system works together. And I think when we can start to really see and understand that, that's when we start to get deep into the kind of energy work that's really helpful. So again, play with your connection to people and things and energy and time. Explore it and see how you feel when you do. That was the final pair in the paired chakra series. I think the big takeaway from the whole thing is that 
we can be open to different approaches to energy work. Maybe root chakra isn't the end-all be-all that we sometimes give it credit for being. Should we ignore it? Of course not. But we also can't continue to be unhappy or continue to do things that aren't serving us just because that we think that's what we should be doing. Find your own paths, the path of the heart, the path of wisdom, and the path of life. See how your chakras and energy are combining in your personal cauldrons of vocation, wisdom, and warming. I've really enjoyed exploring this part of the Celtic chakra tradition with you. I hope you've also enjoyed seeing this system from another perspective. As always, you can let me know what you think on Facebook or Instagram at Your Chakra Coach or If you're more comfortable emailing, my address is sarah at yourchakracoach.com. And and yes, that is my personal email. I had someone ask the other day if that was like a, a general email, and I suppose it's that as well, but there's only me. It's a it's a one-woman show here at the Your Chakra Coach podcast. So if you send me uh, an email or message, you get me. Hopefully, that's what you want if you reach out. Anyway, I hope you all have a beautiful day and that your path is clear and strong. I love you all and we'll talk again soon. Bye.